If you lose intimate, close relationships of people who once cared about you until they knew you were Christian, if you lose friendships in the community, if you lose even your life, Jesus says, if you lose it for my sake, you have found life. The world cannot take away what you have gained in Christ. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient Faith for Today's World. July 2nd, 2023. Matthew 10, 34-42. One of the sometimes overlooked aspects of the American Revolutionary War was that not everybody was fighting against the British in the colonies. Some were fighting alongside and with the British, and some Americans found themselves on the opposite side of some of their countrymen. Of course, that was further amplified in the American Civil War. Can you imagine the pain of knowing you're fighting against some of your own relatives and family like many did in the Civil War? to take up arms and sword and to fire rifle and to celebrate the victory only to know that that victory is against your own countrymen. The pain, the, the difficulty of a struggle like that. Well, today we are seeing in Scripture how we are not free of this sort of conflict, that we find division between family, communities, and nation. As we look at what Jesus says in Matthew 10, regarding our discipleship and what we're called to do. But it's worth the fight. As we look at what we are called to do as we struggle with the gospel, we see that we can expect a sword. But Jesus reminds us, knowing we do that, we know we will gain a reward. Jesus gives us uh, an indication and tells us what we're to expect. He kind of says something surprising here in Matthew 10, starting at verse 34. Do not suppose I've come to bring peace to the earth. That sounds in itself pretty striking and surprising because isn't that what the angel is saying when Jesus was born? Glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to men on whom his favor rests. And didn't Jesus proclaim peace as he taught his disciples that he came to bring forgiveness? And after he rose to life, didn't they hear him say, Peace I give you. Peace be with you. And yes, Jesus did come to bring peace. Peace between God and his people, the, the believers, sinners who had known the mercy of God, but not peace on the earth. Rather, he says quite the opposite. He says, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. And notice the key word here. I have not come to bring peace to the earth. Because earth is under a conflict, a divisive struggle between people. And so when Jesus appeared on this earth, he made clear, I, I didn't come to bring all nations to peace with one another. That's not possible. There's going to be a sword and a conflict and a struggle. And we see that is true because that's what God knew, foreknew and foretold would come on the earth from the very beginning. Remember when Adam and Eve fell into sin. The devil had dragged them onto his camp, to his side, in rebellion against God. How can there be peace? But when God chose to, in mercy, 
bring Adam and Eve back to his side, he spoke to the serpent, to the devil, and said, I will put hostility between you, Satan, and the woman, between your offspring, that is, unbelievers, and hers. And ever since that time, there has been, with everyone born after that time, hostility. There are really only two camps. Either you are on the side of God and you are trusting in him and following him, or you remain in the camp of the enemy, of the devil, fighting against the Lord. There are two opposing camps. So when Jesus came to this world, he reminded us and warns, don't suppose there's going to be peace on the earth because of my coming. There will, in fact, be a sword. And actually, that sword is one which strikes pretty close to home. And Christians experience it very closely. In the same way that some families fought against one another in various battles, including the Civil War in America, this is one which will divide households, communities, and a nation. He says, I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man, man's enemies will be the members of his own household. And this is seen today as that division, the two opposing camps, appears within the home. As a, a father is on his knees pleading to God because his son is fighting against him. His son, who is living out in same-sex attractions, doesn't want to hear any more from his father. And there's conflict. Or another father finds his son is living together with his girlfriend, but he doesn't want to hear it when his father tells him that this is against the word of his God. And there's division within the household and the home. Or mother is fretting because her daughter won't speak to her because she ran off with the boyfriend who made her pregnant. And it's been months since her daughter would even speak to her mother because she knows what her mom's going to say. There's conflict, division. And yes, uh, a future bride who's going to marry her son, this mother finds, doesn't like to hear that they should be taking pre-marriage Christian counseling. Her son is marrying a woman who doesn't want anything to do with that Jesus stuff. And the division begins within the family as that son unites himself to a wife who will have nothing to do with God's word. I'm sure that many of you have experienced similar circumstances. You're not alone. That's what Jesus came to bring, not just in the experience of your life as he brings division within the household, but every Christian household, every community, every nation, including our own, there is conflict and division, and there will be. But what do you do? Maybe, maybe a reason, you can just avoid that conflict. After all, these, these children are grown up. They can make their own decisions. It's not my job to tell them what God's word says anymore. We maybe try to avoid the conflict that comes with Christ and his word. Or if there's any call to repentance, it probably should come from someone else, we reason. Because I don't want to stir up my family and cause any arguments. Or one family member against another will argue about what God's word says 
and find they don't want to talk, so they just avoid talking about it. And maybe a Christian thinks they can walk that, that happy middle ground where they aren't really addressing the spiritual battle that's taking place. Jesus says, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy than me of me. See, to take up and follow Christ is to take up a cross. And it will bring that division. Jesus says, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whether it's in the household, in the community, or with all those around you, Jesus says, if you will set aside suffering, you're actually setting aside Christ and his cross and are ceasing to follow him as you avoid conflict for the sake of comfort instead of facing conflict for the sake of the cross. And this struggle is real. What we find is it's not simply a matter of wearing a cross around your necklace. That's not carrying your cross. No, carrying your cross is proclaiming Christ in a world that hates him, in a world that is lost in sin, a world that lives in slavery to the devil. And yes, it will mean that there'll be divisions and loss in the family. It means that there will be conflict in the community and division across the world. That division is there because, as the Apostle Paul says, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of evil and darkness in the heavenly realms. And so we are called to take up, not the sword to kill, but the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, and to, as Paul told Timothy, to fight the good fight. Because those who are in the camp of the devil are slaves to sin, condemned to death, and if God did not come, if Jesus did not come to bring this sword, we too would remain lost. If Christ did not come to bring conflict, we would be happily lost in our guilt, heedless of the judgment that is to come and the sentence of hell that will be upon all on the last day. But Christ brought that division and he brought it so that we could be welcomed into his kingdom. And he brought it so that we would be free from all the struggles. He says, it's worth it. He says, whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. But, we read, whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. That is to say, if you think you found life because you're avoiding Christ, you've lost eternal life. But if you, because you follow Christ, if you lose family members, if you lose intimate, close relationships of people who once cared about you until they knew you were Christian, if you lose friendships in the community, if you lose even your life, Jesus says, if you lose it for my sake, you have found life. The world cannot take away what you have gained in Christ. Christ, who himself took up the cross and lost and gave up everything, even his own life, so that he could gain you and you would have life, gives you the reward, the gift of life that he won. 
And even though family members might turn aside, he says to those who are standing around him, these are my brothers and sisters. And he is not ashamed to call you brother, he who died for you and rose again. And even if you find that as you struggle in this life, you face the loss and loneliness, God says, I will be with you always. The one who paid for your sin will never leave you. And even as you face the struggle to the point of losing possessions, home, or whatever it might be, reputation, or even your life, Jesus says, for my sake you have found it. And Jesus, who gave his life, rose again in victory. And Jesus, the, the living God, assures you that, yes, there will be a struggle. It won't be easy as you're fishers of men. You will find there is a sword and a battle. It won't be quite what, what we heard the Levites, who were called to literally take the sword against their own countrymen. But that same division that was found in ancient Israel is playing out in your life and across this world today. Expect a sword. But even as you expect a sword, remember what Christ has promised. Whatever you lose, whatever you struggle against, you have gained everything in Christ, his eternal reward. Follow Christ through the fight, our living God, who promises that you have a family, who promises that you will never be forsaken, who promises you have eternal life. Expect a sword but gain a reward. Amen.